welcome to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Son Edom, alongside somebody who does not need the beauty button on TikTok. Ooh. Tara Hoke Shiro. There we go. Hey guys, welcome yeah, are you, back. Are you familiar with that? TikTok? No, the well, TikTok first off. Oh, the beauty button? Yeah, are you familiar with that? I did not. Does it get take away the Well, supposedly as it goes, you dress down ugly hair mess and all that and then you look on your phone and you're lip syncing or lip talking to you know the script and then you put your phone your finger over the button of the camera on the beauty button and then when you take your finger off now you're all glammed up wow and so people have been doing that wow to uh get over the boredom there you go there's I'm the uh doing a lot of weird things to board in the house the which is what we talked about last time um joe goes to show you all you do is all you need to do is go to TikTok and you need and that will give you no more evidence that we need to get people back <laughs> to work and over this than TikTok videos. I've seen people with uh, balancing toilet paper on their behind like, you know, they bend over and on their tailbone. I've seen ladies, one lady in particular with red solo cups over her. I can't. Ladies. <laughs> um I've seen people trying to drink like booze from different angles, positions. You know, one person will have the, the, the stem of the glass in their mouth and then they try to lean back and drink and drop it in the mouth of the person behind them. Um, yeah, we definitely need to get back to work. <laughs> tons of child abuse going on, not for reals, but I've seen pictures of the, like the babies all like, in costumes and stuff. Right. And I'm being joking about the child abuse. Uh, the, like one had curlers in the baby's hair and it was like this orange. Uh, I don't know what yep. they were going for. Um, so yeah, a lot of people trying to do a lot of things to a lot of challenges on Lots social media, like country music, uh, shot challenge. Okay. The shot challenge that has been going around is the most ridiculous thing in the world. I haven't seen that one. What is Basically that you challenge somebody on Instagram story to take a shot. Okay. Can I have about 10 people challenge me on that? <laughs> um, it's like there's a push-up challenge where you like do 10. Well, first it was 20. And then I think people Nobody couldn't do, do 20, 20. So then they got to 10, <laughs> to 10 push-ups, the 10 push-up challenge. So that was kind of funny. Um, and so, uh, you know, people are being creative. People are being, um, let's just say they're expanding the imagination <laughs> Sometimes good, sometimes yes. not so and good. So, uh, but in the end, I think once we do get back, um, you know, we do get back to normalcy once this thing ends, I think that the human spirit and the resiliency of mankind will overcome whatever mm -hmm. issues we have, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I remember watching the movie, I think it was uh, First Man, I don't know if you've seen it. It's about going the first man on the moon. Right. And the process by which it took for them to get Neil Armstrong on mm -hmm. the moon. And I didn't really realize it because I don't think we really spend a whole lot of time thinking about these stories. Right. And I would imagine that the movie is pretty true to the, to the real story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Neil Armstrong wasn't the first man to be selected to be the one to step on. Right the moon it was others and they just didn't make it because there's tragedy involved and there mm -hmm. are you know accidents involved and then it just so happened that his turn came up mm -hmm. and it worked out where he was able to then you know be the and first I man think on the moon he, wasn't that hidden figures wasn't that didn't it, that, that also tell that same yeah it kind of tells the same story, story. But you have like these you know these trials that we overcome mm -hmm. 
and these tribulations that we overcome. I mean, we take a look at the Great Depression. We take a look at World War One, World War Two. You know, mm-hmm. any great war that we've had to overcome. Nine uh, Eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, the Oklahoma City bombing. You know, Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina, Hurricane Sandy, earthquakes. You know, uh, floodings. Yeah. Uh, you know, crop disasters across the Midwest that you know people in the big cities such as LA may not be uh, familiar with. You know, even mm-hmm. some of those things. Tornadoes. And tornadoes. Yeah, I mean, I think we had an earthquake in Idaho. I think we've had a tornado mm-hmm. in Nashville recently. You know, and so there's a lot of things that are going on, and the one constant is the human spirit. Right. The human spirit continues to overcome and continues to be resilient and continues to rise up mm-hmm. and face the challenges. And along with that comes people. You know, people band together to help out. You've got people that come together to help those in need. You know, one of the simplest things that, um, you know, we can do right now is just to be there for each other. You know, I think of, I think of friends, for example, uh, recently a friend of mine who I've known since we were three, he came down from Portland and I went to see him and we hung out and we picked up right where we left off. And it's mm-hmm. been a few years since I've seen him, you know, talk a little bit on the phone. And, and you start to realize that, you know, those friendships that we have with people, now with him, he's, you know, a, just a distant relationship, but maybe people that we have around us, maybe we start to think that, okay, maybe I need to get back to those friendships and reconnect mm-hmm. uh, with, with any relationship that we have really and make it real because sometimes we get lost in our lives mm-hmm. that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe because we're going through something a little bit difficult right now, and it's not a tragedy from the standpoint of like you lose, um, in a tornado, you might lose a house and now you're displaced. Now I know, I know we've got financial issues um, and stuff like that. So I'm not dismissing what we're going through, but you know, earthquakes flooding, there's an immediate loss that we have to now fight to overcome mm-hmm. as far as finding new housing, what are we going to eat? Where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. And so, but the human spirit has always overcome that. Yeah. And I think, you know, losses come in, in many different forms. And right now we are grieving the loss of many things. I saw, a newscast the other day that, you know, seniors in high school are grieving the loss of their senior year and all of the traditions and, and, um, you know, the prom and, and all the, um, the graduations, you know, everything that comes with, you know, your senior year, you know, that milestone, um, you know, there's the weddings, all kinds of weddings that are being canceled, you know, and, and guys, you got lucky. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just sad because, you know, these big life, you know, events. So there's a lot of grief going on with uh, the intangible um, things right now. You know, there's certainly a lot of grief and uh, grief and a lot of immediate loss, you know, in a tornado or an earthquake, because you can see it's visible. But then that internal grief of losing out on a tradition, losing out on a, on a monumental um, stepping stone in, in life, you know, that's, we're dealing with all kinds of losses right now, but the resilience, you know, of the human spirit, like you said, I've noticed a lot on social media lately. Um, you know, at first when this whole, you know, coronavirus started happening, there were posts about the statistics and about what could happen and about what politician was doing what, and about all the, the horrible, just all the confusion, everybody was in an uproar. Now I'm seeing, you know, a few weeks later, I'm seeing a trend where people are starting to post things like this too shall pass and we will rise again. And I think it's interesting how we, as a human um, race, we can handle the negative or the trauma for so long. We have a little bit of patience for that, but then it's like, we need something to hang on to, you know? And so it doesn't take very long, you know, Boston strong, Vegas strong after the mass shootings, 
Santa Clarita strong. Um, it doesn't take long for people to feel that tragedy and then immediately say, we're going to, we're going to get through this. We're resilient. We're strong. We're going to rise above, you know, if it's a hurricane or tornado, we're going to rebuild, you know, it doesn't take very long for people to start looking for the positive, hopeful things again. I mean, that's what keeps us moving. Um, but it's interesting how resilient we are. So what is our hashtag world strong earth strong, right? What is our hashtag (laughs) going to be to overcome this? Um, virus strong, virus strong. Um, I, that is good. That's very interesting. What is our hashtag? If we've been Vegas strong, we've been Boston strong. Yes. We've been hashtag whatever strong. Right. And usually it's the city. Yeah. And so, so what are we now? World strong, earth strong, <laughs> human, strong? human strong. Maybe, maybe. maybe. we should start, a, we human should start a hashtag human yeah. strong. Um, because it is I or mean, human you, resilient, human strong, human strong. Yeah. But I mean, you think about it, you know, nine uh, 11, which is almost 20 years mm-hmm. ago, which is, you know, there's a lot of young people that are going through this right now that have no idea what life was like, you know, right. uh, even 20 years ago. And that didn't affect if you were outside of New York, New York city and DC, it affected you, but mm-hmm. not like what we're going through now, that personal effect, right? You know, New York is getting hit hard with, you know, if you want to take a look at resiliency, just look at New York City mm-hmm. and everything that they've gone through over the years. You know, from oh, 9-11, yeah. uh, I think what Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. and then you've got now this. They're the epicenter for the globe. Maybe mm-hmm. that's it. Maybe we're globe strong. Well, global they, strong. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag global strong. Global strong. Or, uh, but, uh, but, but that's the thing. And, and the one consistency, though, in any type of tragedy that we go through is the human spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we battle back. We overcome. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the one positive thing that we can look for. Like you said, on social media, we're starting to see, first off, if you are panicked about what is going on, the number one thing to do is turn off the TV. Yes. Do not watch the news. Yes. Because they're just going to keep you in a frenzy. Or at least 24 hours. Like yes. turn it on for one hour a day to check the updates turn, yeah. and then turn Top it of the hour. off. Top of the hour yes. is usually when they start a new show and give you the latest information, then cut it. Yeah. Because all you're going to do is panic. But yeah, like you said, now people are starting to kind of look towards the positive. You're starting to mm-hmm. see, you know, first it was the the panic memes and social media postings then it was the jokes you know like you know everybody's you know homeschooled now so you've got the memes of the parents that are like oh first (laughs) week of school uh two kids suspended and a teacher uh, fired for drinking on the job you know and then it's like hey if you see me talking to myself don't worry it's just a parent teacher conference you know so you start to see these like jokey memes and then it's like okay now we're getting into the seriousness of it and Mm -hmm. and everything's starting to settle in Mm -hmm. and now it's looking to the future of like okay like you said, this too shall pass. We will overcome. We're going to battle back. We're going to rise up, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's uh, the good thing to look forward to mm-hmm. is the human spirit bringing people back mm-hmm. from the from the, the edge. Yeah, the it's ledge. so inspiring because we were talking a couple of podcasts ago about continuing, you know, using this time to continue with your passions or to continue in your skill sets and your talents. Like, they're still there. We still have them. We can still put them to good use. And and I saw an article, um, a couple articles yesterday about people doing that. So um, a couple people are making masks. There's people, there's a guy that made a a helmet, like a spacesuit type of helmet thing for that you can hook up to oxygen um, in the hospital. And there were um, truck drivers that were coming to pick up and deliver these for free. And the, the guy that's making this equipment, he's his family, they're doing it in his garage. And uh, he's been working on it for four years. And lo and behold, now they're ready to go and now they're needed. So 
perfect timing, but he's he and his family are doing them in the garage and he's still selling them for the same price. They were $162 before the virus, still $162. So um, there are good people out there that are using their skills and their and their resources that they have and they're putting them into being creative ways to help each other out during you know, this virus, you know, um, I think Tesla and Ford and somebody else, they're also making, you know, ventilators, um, stopping certain car productions to make ventilators. And so we do that, we come together. Um, and that's the, the upside of all of this is that we see the good in people and we see, um, the, the hope and the passion still continuing, putting it, the energy towards obviously, you know, the crisis and helping each other. But that's the one great thing that we, that we can be grateful for because we've also talked about that like all you know patience we talked about the last episode and gratitude all of these things happen in the opposite situation otherwise they're not you can't be grateful if it's a blue sky day and there's no stress right so we can be grateful that the human spirit people rally around and they they rise up and um, we are strong and we do bounce back yeah, you see uh, breweries, they're bottling beer. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, water. Water. And they're replacing it with beer. Just don't give up the beer, please. They did that during the earthquake, because too. Because we <laughs> need the beer to get us through this. No, but they're even doing things, and they're putting it out there, you right. know. And that's the thing. There's one one uh, local gas station who lowered his gas, because uh, I actually talked to the guy. He lowered his gas like 10, 15 cents, which doesn't seem like a lot. But it's it was. It's a big deal. It's a gallon, big deal. Yeah. And, and the reason why he did that, and he can only do it so much because of the, the cost of, of everything. But he, the reason why he did that, because he wanted to do his little part mm-hmm. to try to help out you know, the community at this time of, of, of crisis. And so he was able to lower his gas prices a little bit. And then for me at the time, I added in, because we go to the store and you swipe your card, if you get the club card, and then you get 20 cents mm-hmm. off on your gallon of gas. I don't know if people are familiar with that. If you get your club card at the store, yeah. like the Vons card or your Ralph rewards card, I right, guess it your is. Rewards card. Then, and actually I steal my dad's. Um, <laughs> and so you get 20 cents off a gallon. And so that 20 cents, that one time, plus the 15 cents, that was like 35 cents per gallon. Per gallon. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about, you know, 15 gallons ish. If depending on what kind of car you drive, that's, you know, significant savings. Right. So then I went inside and Bought a bunch of snacks beer. from him. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't beer. <laughs> I bought a bunch of snacks. I was driving. Don't drink and drive. Um, and so again, you know, it's just it was just a way for him to have a, his part in helping. And, and that's the little things. You know, uh, there's people I hear just you know, uh, the elderly is a high risk group of people. Mm-hmm. And so there's people out there that will go to the store. You know, there's people out there that will go and and try to get the medicine from the pharmacy. Right. Um, you know, and and those are the little things that we can do that go kind of unsung. Yeah, we all like the big story, the headline making, so-and-so did such and such to help out. But really, the backs, what does it say? The, you know, America was built on the backs of the little guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens mm-hmm. in these times of crisis. It, it's on the backs of the little guys. Just because we don't have a brewery that we can bottle water and ship out, or we don't have manufacturing in order to make ventilators, it doesn't mean that we can't help out in a way in any in any crisis or just in day to day. I think in our last podcast we talked about looking at ourselves now, reflecting on what we are, making changes. Mm-hmm. In, the, in that case of patience and understanding from what other people are going through. Mm-hmm. But why can't we do that in just in you know three four years down the road? Why can't we do those little things to help out others? Why can't we start instilling in ourselves well, because habits? Because in times of plenty, 
then we're like, ooh, okay, beach time, and we relax, and we don't need the discipline because everything's fine. Well, true. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, this this is a great time to start that discipline and to really pay attention, you know, to who we are and to what we're doing. And it's a great reminder um, to all of us that there are, because we have a tendency, especially in the news, it's like the crime report, you know. Um, it, this is a great time to remember that there are really good people who do want to help and who do want to use their... And, and any of us can do it. I heard somebody say the other day, you know, well, I don't live near somebody who is making masks or, or who is doing this, so I can't help. But I can do this, right? And so there's always something that we can do. Um, you know, even doing this podcast might offer somebody encouragement during this time or give, you know, food for thought. So hopefully this is helping during this time. Hopefully we're Keeps using- me sane. So if anything, <laughs> it helps me. We talked last, we talked last podcast last week about the issues you were going through and uh, it's therapy for me to come and do these. So if anything, it's helping me. Right. Um, we can give therapy to each other exactly. because we're both a mess. <laughs> Except I don't know. You're a little bit more messier than me. And that's and why I, I think said that the this, line this is half right there. is the yes. dysfunctional half of the table. And Stay on your side of crazy people. We still haven't decided what your half of the table I don't is. Know. But, uh, but so, okay, we talk about, <laughs> we talk about the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. So maybe not to pat ourselves on the back, but you know, again, it's about us sharing so that maybe you can learn something. So just the other day, uh, neighbors, you know, they were, were, you know, six feet talking. And so, you know, I tossed them because my dad is a senior citizen. So he gets the special, you know, hour ahead mm -hmm. of everybody else to go to the grocery store. So he's able to get supplies. And so he was able to get me some supplies that I needed. So I was able then to pass off, you know, a little bit of those supplies to my neighbors because they were in need of supplies. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it was a big deal, but at that moment in that time, you know, for them, it's a big deal because they literally said they didn't have anything because every time they get to go to the store, even if it's bright and early, they get to the store, everything's gone already right. because, you know, people have come through and scooped up everything, all the essentials. Right. Um, so something as simple as that. Or if I can go back a few years, there was a, a coworker of mine one time who started to have uh, issues with vision, vision problems, started to lose his sight. And, um, and so, you know, to be there to help him, you know, and I told him, and so he would give me a call from the hospital or from the doctor's office, or he needed a ride here or he needs a ride there. Mm -hmm. And I told him, you know, just call me anytime you need, you need a ride or if you need anything, you know, to help out. And so he would... Uh, calling me and then he called me more and more and part of it was because you had to kind of lead him because mm -hmm. he couldn't see anymore and mm -hmm. I did a very good job of manhandling him to make sure he didn't like <laughs> run into things so he appreciated that but it was you know and it makes it it makes you feel good too when you help it's kind of like right. at Christmas you know yeah we like to receive gifts but we actually feel better when we give the gifts mm -hmm. and I think that's what it is now it's like we feel better when we actually help people and it's the manner in which you go about doing it too. It's like, are we seeking the praise or are we just seeking to help? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that we can do now and in any crisis and in any time is be the people that help and with the little things mm -hmm. because those little things to the people that you're helping is a big thing. Right. And that's being a part of community um, is participating in the, in the collective need and being helpful and providing services that people, it's a, it's, it's a way of, being um, a member of the group, 
you know, you're participating, you're giving back. So it does, it does make us feel good when we are a part of the community and we're productive and we're participating. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super, super encouraging to see the positive messages coming out now and the positive response that people are, um, jumping in to help. You know, I, I was looking at the stories, um, the New York nurses and they, well, actually not just the New York ones, but in different parts of the country, they were interviewing the nurses and they're all away from their families. They're all, it's kind of like they're also on quarantine because they don't want to spread. They're at the hospital all day and they don't want to spread it, you know, out into the community or to their family. And so they are literally holding their phones, FaceTiming families as the patient is passing away. And, um, that's just so hard for them, you know, to be around death all day long. People are dying. Some people are, you know, surviving obviously, but just to be on the front lines like that is, um, it's heartbreaking to watch. And so when we have this resiliency alongside of it, you know, and we can have laughter alongside of it and we can have the, the, um, support, you know, alongside of it, I think, it's a way that we can all kind of, cause it's hard to wrap your mind around it. I mean, we're not hit in LA like New York is right now. We could be in a couple of weeks, but so far we don't have those types of conditions. So it's, we're still watching it on TV. You know, it's always on TV somewhere else. We're feeling the effect in the grocery store, obviously, and we can't go to work. But other than that, you know, all the hardship, most of it is, you know, in other parts of the country right now. And so it's hard to wrap our minds around it, honestly. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like you mentioned, you know, the sacrifices of the nurses and those on the front line. Sometimes the resilience and the greatness of mankind, person, is the sacrifices that we make, mm-hmm. you know. And that is something that we may not understand as an individual because for me, I'm not really sacrificing anything because I have nothing to sacrifice. I'm at home. I don't have a job that requires me. I don't have a job, but I don't have a job that requires me <laughs> you know, to, to be interact with anybody. Call him. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't do anything. You know, people ask me, what am I doing with my time? I, I just do whatever I want, whenever I want, because I have no deadlines. I have now no you job. should clarify why you don't have a job. That was it. That happened a few podcasts. Yeah, a few podcasts ago. ago um, <laughs> I was working at an educational institution and uh, every year a contract gets, uh, comes up and they can either decide to renew your contract or not. And for whatever reason, they decided not to renew my contract. So my contract is coming to an end. And so therefore I will not be working at this educational institution anymore. So, um, you know, and so for me right now during this time, which actually turned out to be a blessing because teaching during this time is a huge headache. Mm -hmm. And so the little blessings, the unseen blessings Mm -hmm. for the short term is I don't have to deal with any of this stuff from a Mm -hmm. teacher perspective. Right. But the long term is in a couple months, I'm out of a job. Uh, I'm out of a paycheck. And so um, sometimes unions are really good. Um, <laughs> and so anyways, um, and so, yeah, so, um, so I don't have that. But what can I do? And like I said, maybe doing these, these podcasts allow people an opportunity just to like, Maybe learn something. Maybe, oh, they're going through it too. You know, misery loves company. Uh, or maybe it's an inspirational thing. You know, mm-hmm. let yourself be great. Take your passion. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we we're talking about, which um, if we can do some shameless self-promotion, is I've been working on the podcast and working on trying to get our uh brand or what we're doing and, and grow it, you know, cause that's one of the things we'd like to do. And so now one of the things that you can do is if you have an iPhone, you can say, Hey Siri, 
play two steps ahead podcast and we come on if you're on an android you can say hey google play two steps ahead podcast and it comes on if you have alexa she'll play it for you too and so i'm taking you know and so for me that's just me doing stuff for me but that's what i can do because i'm helping myself stay sane in this time because we mm-hmm. talked about in the last podcast about you know kind of the things that we go through and the, th- the struggles and the understanding mm-hmm. um but but i have to look because i'm not really put in a situation where i can help on a daily basis because i'm just not around people i'm not around anyone mm-hmm. you know like i said i gave some uh, you know some supplies to my neighbors because they were low um but in, in this thing, I don't really do anything because I'm not around it. And, and we're not supposed to go and seek out. I mean, I went over to my, my uh, mom and dad's the other day uh, because, um, or maybe it was a week ago, because she's now working from home and needs some assistance with her computer. Mm-hmm. And I was hesitant because, you know, they're in the high risk area. And it's right. like, you don't want to bring that in. But, right. you know, I, was, I figured I'm okay because I'm really not around anybody. Um, you know, so I try to do little things, but we're not supposed to go out and help people. So I'm kind of limited. Okay, that's just my situation. Now, for others like nurses, doctors, you know, first responders, you know, people like that, they're more, their sacrifice is greater mm-hmm. and they're contributing more. And for them, that's awesome. And that's great that we can do that. And so now, what can I do to maybe help support that? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's donating something. Maybe that's, like you said, you know, helping, you know, deliver things, whatever. We have to each figure out what we want to do. But there is a way we can all help, is the point of all this. Mm-hmm. There is a way that we can contribute. We just have to find out what it is that we can do in our situation to help Mm -hmm. out. And I I think what you're hinting on is that when we have something bigger than ourselves, that's when the resilience and the hope kicks in. Because it's not just, you know, we have our experience going through this, but um, the entire world is going through this right now, which is kind of weird, is that we're having this global experience um, and a national experience. And I think that, that when we... Um, look at it from the perspective like this is bigger than myself then I can I can join into a cause that's bigger than myself um, that's when the resilience that's when we really see it and then also like you know the question is well how do you know what makes one resilient and what is resilience and that ability to bounce back and how how do you you know bounce back um And I think a lot of it is just having a perspective from the macro, from the 10,000 foot level. You know, things look really big. The buildings are really, really big when you're standing on a street corner and you're looking up at a building that's, you know, 15, 20, 30 stories high. But if you get into an airplane, now all of a sudden the buildings um, pretty much disappear if you go high enough. Right. And all you see is just landscape. And so your vision completely changes when we have this 10,000 foot, you know, perspective that, oh, yes, there's a building there. And yes, it's in my way. And I have to navigate this building. But when I get up high enough, look what's on the other side of that building. There's a new job, there's a new position, there's a new um, opportunity, you know, on the other side. And, and when I navigate that building in front of me, successfully, you know, with, with character and, and whatever passions. Um, now when I come on the other side, I'm stronger and look, there's all these other things, the next thing to conquer and the next problem to solve and the next, um, hill to climb. And that's the human experience. And I think sometimes we get so bogged down on the street corner and then, and then we're in the weeds, you know, and then we can't see anything cause we're stuck in the weeds. And it's like, no, 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 you go up in the airplane the weeds are just one little thing, but look at your whole life as a whole, look at the whole perspective 
the timeline as a whole and from this higher um, level. And I think that striving for the next thing and solving this problem and conquering this hill is where that resilience kind of comes from. And then, you know, we're going to have other problems later in life. There's always something, right? Like the, the psychologist will always say, if there's something, if there's not anything going on in your life right now, that means that there's one on the way. Calm before the storm. Right. Right. So it's, you know, how are we going to handle? It's not what happened to us. It's how we handle what happened to us. Um, you know, we throw that around, but what does that really mean? It means that that even when we are in the middle of a stressful situation, we can still have dignity. We can still be calm and patient. We can still use our logic. Um, and we can still have that hope and the resilience that this isn't all there is. There's always more coming, whether it's this life or in the next life, you know, in heaven. But um, there's always something to look forward to. Reminds me of the scene in the movie Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Yeah. When he first meets Little John. And they're doing their stick fight, you know, with the thing. And uh, little John ends up being dunked in the water <laughs> and he can't swim. Yeah. And Robin Hood tells him basically stand up and he stands up and, oh, the water's not that deep. Initially, he thinks he's drowning in deep water. Right, right. And then he stands up and realizes it's like, what, knee high, maybe waist high. Sometimes that's what we get. We get lost in mm -hmm. what we're doing and mm -hmm. we think we're drowning. But in reality, if we just stand up, we're going right. to be okay. Right. And we have to kind of, and it's hard because when you think you're drowning, mm -hmm. it's hard to have that reason and common sense and logic in us to say, I just need to stand up right? and everything's going to be okay. And sometimes someone else can come along, maybe us, <laughs> and be the person that tells you, hey, stand up mm -hmm. because it's going to be okay. You know, when you look a year from now, when you look two years from now, things will probably going to be okay. If you look five years from now, things will probably be okay. We might be struggling or it's going through something different, mm -hmm. but it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And if we band together, like we do in times of uh, distress, and like we have in the past, if we band together, you know, everything's going to be okay. And I, the alarm bells are going off in my head, so I want to clarify that sometimes, sometimes it's it's in five years from now, it's not okay. Um, but we have to get to the point where we fortify ourselves so that we are okay. And I think that's the point is that these times of stress, we have a decision to make. We have a decision of like how we're going to handle it. How, um, how we're going to, what kind of an attitude are we going to, are we going to let go of our dysfunctional behavior? Like this is the perfect time when things are highlighted and, and highly tense and highly stressed. This is the perfect time to recognize those idiosyncrasies that we have and those bad habits and those bad behaviors. And do something with them because we can, you know, if we're not growing, we're dying. You know, if we're not, if you're not living, you know, what is that Shawshank um, redemption quote that it, if get busy living or get busy dying, um, it's basically that we're not, we're fooling ourselves if we think that we're treading water and we're not going anywhere. Like it's, it's literally one of the other, we're either going up or we're going down. So if we don't pay attention to that and if we choose to ignore and just kind of survive then in five years it might not be okay we might not be okay I mean the the world might be better you know but um we have to make that we have to make that choice to to build our muscles and build our character muscles and and our attitude and all of that and if we don't 
then, you know, we might be going on a downward trajectory and not even realize it until we're so far down that, it, that, you know, we're like, how the heck did I get here? No, we do have to be responsible and take responsibility. I'm just thinking as a society, as a mankind, we're going to mm -hmm. be okay. Yes. Because we have that resiliency. We have that bounce back individually. Yeah. Depending on how we go about doing it, mm -hmm. we may not be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that, um, people always like to refer to is like, okay, you know, and we've mentioned this before, you know, God help me find a job because I need a job. Well, if we're just sit on the couch, <laughs> we're not going to get a job. <laughs> we got to do our part to go out right. there and look for a job. If we need, you know, essentials during this time, you know, we have to get up early maybe and make the sacrifices and go to the store. We have to do our part basically mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. And, and that's what it is. And that's what we see mm -hmm. when we take action mm -hmm. and we take responsibility for our actions and anything we do, then things can turn out to be better. Right. How many times have we seen people overcome, turn their lives around? You know, first off they were, uh, you know, young thugs, maybe went to prison, got reformed, came out and they've turned their lives around because mm -hmm. they took action. They took responsibility. They just didn't rely mm -hmm. or settle for the fact that they were just a bad person. So therefore I think resiliency is a, is an action word. Probably you have yeah. to do something. I'm yeah. thinking because like, we don't prepare for these necessarily. And so my mind is going hundred miles an hour right now. So I'm thinking the that, learner in you. Yes. I'm, I'm analyzing everything that we're saying. And so I'm thinking that resiliency is, is a, is a choice to, to participate in that forward movement and to say, I'm not going to let this. Cause there are some people who, um, to use a physical analogy, there are some people that, that lose their house and they, don't rebuild and they're not stronger. They're, they're weaker. Then there are other people who rebuild and they're stronger and they learn things and they are resilient and they grow and they're stronger. They come out on the, like, like, um, you know, I wrote that book, no arms, no legs, no problem. Um, and then there's also another book that I did not write, but his friend, um, um, Mark Zupan has a book called GIMP. And so both, um, Bob and Mark will tell you that, their injuries, their spinal injuries, and in Bob's case, the amputations, um, they don't regret it. Now, some people might go through a horrible, you know, you're a quadriplegic, you're a quad amputee. Some people be like, I'm never leaving my house again. My life is over. They are resilient because they chose to participate in life anyway. And I think that's where the resilience that we have to choose. We are resilient human beings. We have I think the resilient spirit is innate in all of us. It's available to all of us, but we have to choose it. It doesn't happen for us. We have to actively say, I am going to stand up. I feel like I'm drowning, but I'm going to stand up um, and keep moving. And I'm not going to let this get me down. Those um, types of, you know, attitudes bring out the resilience in us. And that's when we come out stronger from the tragedy instead of weaker. Yeah, a lot of times, too, the saying goes, we learn more from failure than we do success. Right, exactly. And so, you know, in this case, maybe we're not talking about failure, but maybe we're talking about overcoming issues and struggles that we have. I mean, there's, you know, and I guess maybe I'm more not used to it, but you talk, you take job loss, you know, working in the media and radio, I've lost my job a few times, some voluntary because the situation required me to just up and leave mm -hmm. and others not so voluntary, like they kicked me out of the door. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so maybe I just am used to the fact that it happens, but something else is going to is going to come of it because I know me 
And now I know I'm not going to let this get me down. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to bounce back because I'm going to find something else. I mean, what I remember, I remember taking jobs sometimes working security. Uh, jobs sucked, but I did. It was mm-hmm. graveyard and it was horrible, but I did it. And it got me through that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's other times where I've worked in radio and I've had to work the overnights, you know, the graveyard shift. I've had to work all hours, you know, get up early mornings. And, you know, sometimes the shifts aren't desirable, but it's the job, you right. know. And so the, I know for me personally, those situations I can endure and overcome. And then they've led to mm-hmm. better jobs. But you know? see, you're humble enough to do that. Unless there are some people who are not humble enough to to, to do that, to keep themselves going. And so, because, and the reason why I think I keep coming back to this is because you are a type of person that just moves forward. You don't, you don't stop and like bemoan it. You don't say, poor me, you're not a victim. You're like, okay, let's just go on to the next thing. And we've had several conversations where I'm like, that is just so funny. Like I, cause I have a tendency to overthink everything right? And analyze the crap out of everything. And I get very stuck sometimes because I'm analyzing and over-processing and, and you're just like, just do it, just push the button, just be done already, right? And so then there are people who um, are not moving forward in life and it's just one thing after another. And I think the message to, I mean, obviously I don't know everybody's story, but sometimes the message is um, you got to choose to be resilient. You got to choose to just keep moving forward. Um, and things will happen because there are a lot of people who don't adopt that attitude and they don't adopt that spirit. There was someone on Facebook the other day who, um, I challenged to, um, I said, Hey, that sounds like a great story. You know, why don't you write it? And they said, Oh, well, I am, it's hard to get people to respond. You know, I've tried to write things before and it's hard to get people to respond in social media. And, um, you know, whatever. And I said, don't do it for the response. Do it because it feeds your soul. Do it because you get to practice your craft because you get to, um, you know, spend, he's a wonderful, um, storyteller, a lot of talent. Um, but I said, don't do it because it's, it's your passion and because it's fulfilling to you and because it's, um, highly entertaining and very good and, you know, do it for that. And it's hard, you know, when we have this perspective of, um, trying to please other people as opposed to just being who we are and just doing what we do. And just, um, and that's where I think the resilience comes from. It's like, okay, I'm not doing this because I'm going to get X amount of likes or I'm going to get X amount of, okay, I don't have sponsors. Okay. I don't have this. I don't have that. So therefore I'm not gonna, that's not a resilient attitude. The things that have happened in your life are because you have a resilient attitude. You just keep moving. You just keep standing up like, okay, next thing, next, next, next. And you just keep going, right? For whatever reason, there are people who sit down and they see all the blocks and then they can't get out of their own way a lot of times. Um, And it's sad because we all suffer. We all suffer when that innovation stops, when the creativity stops, when the passion stops, when, you know, if you had given up, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Right. Yeah, true. And yeah. I was sitting yeah. here be, and, and guess what? Guess what I was saying? I would love to do a podcast, but I don't have the equipment. I don't have the sound stuff. I don't have all these, you know, everything that you see here. I don't have blah, 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 blah. Right. And then I get this phone call. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Like, 
But it was because I was moving forward in other directions. I was doing the videos, which nobody, um, very, very few people watched to this day. There was very few views on those, but that's okay because it wasn't for that. I was practicing, I was preparing. So, and then, you know, and now we're here. And so, you know, the community and the resilience of each other, we pull each other along and we bring resources to each other that we don't have. I never could have pulled this off by myself. But I can sit here and make you look good. <laughs> I need no help looking good. Trust me. <laughs> That's all I'm here for now. I like we just we can't do it on our own. We have to do it in a community. We're not meant to be alone. And so when we have that resilience, it's contagious. And which is why it's so inspiring now on social media, the tide is turning. That's like, no, we are strong. We are human strong. We are this is gonna pass and we're gonna rise up again. And the sun will come out again, right? Yes, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> we all know that. Well, and the other thing too, you know, success breeds success. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to be successful in one area, chances are you're going to be successful in another area. Right. I mean, I think back to the security job. Like I said, it was horrible. It sucked. It was overnight. It was the worst thing ever. But I put my all into it. And in fact, I remember telling uh, one of the guys that worked with me, who was another guard, they would always go off because the overnights, there was nothing to do. You just, everything was on lockdown. Mm -hmm. And so you were basically there for if the fire alarm went off. Right. And so these other guys would want to go and sleep. And so they'd go hide. Mm -hmm. And I was the supervisor. And so they would go hide. And I told him, I said, dude, instead of hiding someplace where I can't find you, mm -hmm. go sleep in the fire control room. So if a fire alarm goes off, it'll wake you up. You can tell me where the alarm's at and I can run over to where the alarm's at. I'm not going to come hunt you down. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care what you do. That's, yeah. that's your choice. Yeah. You know, but if you're going to do it, sleep in the, in the fire control room that way, then when the alarm goes off, you're already there. You can tell me what's at and I can respond and then we're, we're good. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to climb out of your hole from someplace and on <laughs> property. And so that's what happened. And in fact, one time the fire alarm did go off mm. and there was smoke everywhere. Oh, the wow. fire department showed up, but there was no fire. It was like the biggest mystery. Oh wow. It, it was, it was bizarre because even the fire department was like, uh, we don't know where the smoke's coming from. You know, well, it was bizarre. And then we did find out that there was a homeless guy that was actually living um, in a place uh, because they're doing some construction and he had snuck in at some point. Oh, we don't wow. know who, wow. but that's what discovered him. So it was kind of, <laughs> kind of ironic. But, uh, but again, the point was, you know, being prepared. So taking the situation, okay, I knew the guy was going to go sleep, put him in a place where it's advantageous for him to sleep because that's the only place I need him because I mm -hmm. could do everything else. Um, but yeah, success breeds success. And we got to take action in order to get something. We can't just sit on the couch in order for it to be done. And the other thing too, and I've mentioned this before in previous shows, you know, are you going to be prepared and are you going to be ready so that when your dream job or whatever it is that you want to do, you get the opportunity to do it, you'll be ready. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, it could be anything. And sitting on the couch and not trying to get better at what we do, not doing videos, even though nobody likes them and nobody watches them. Ah, nobody per likes her them. words. Okay, nobody likes them. <laughs> Whatever you said. You're doing uh, you're, them. You're right, right, right. See, no. that triggered me. That's but, but so no, funny. That's I meant you, like said. as push the button oh, like. Oh, push not, the button like. Okay. Not like so as in like those are awful. The social media likes. <laughs> By pressing the like of True. the videos. Okay. Yes, there you go. But even though you didn't get those, it led to something else because you're practicing and preparing. Exactly. You know, people need to do that. You know, um, when people go to, uh, you know, the academy, the sheriff's academy, I remember my brother was going to the academy. 
you know, he had to go and, and get fit and get, and get in shape. And mm-hmm. so I remember I'd go run with him and I would get up early in the morning and I'd go run with him mm-hmm. and, or late at night, you know, whatever the case was. And, you know, ball players, you know, were, were missing baseball now. But before it was spring training was used to get in shape, mm-hmm. but now athletes stay in shape all the time mm-hmm. because that's what you have to do to be successful. And then they come to spring training already in shape. Right. You know, so that's the thing that we're talking about is getting yourself prepared, whatever it might be, stay prepared, get prepared so that whatever that happens. So that means if you have an, uh, an, uh, an adverse situation that goes on in your life, I know sometimes it's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but we need to try to get over it and then move on and then get prepared for that next thing. And I think the resilience, you know, I want to make clear too, that resilience doesn't mean that we are ignoring the the pain of the event or that we're saying like, oh, it's okay, no big deal. I'm just going to, you know, move on. That's not what we're saying at all. Resilience is kind of like courage. It's like being scared and standing up anyway. It's, it's having this trauma and saying, I'm going to move on anyway. Okay. All four of my limbs were amputated, but I'm still going to do life on my terms. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let it define me. I'm not going to let it be an excuse to hold me back from life. Like just because this happened doesn't mean that I can't participate fully in life and do what I want to do. And so resilience is simply ignoring, um, the mandate to be like, okay, well, I guess you're done. It's saying, no, I'm not done. I'm going to keep fighting. I may have lost my house. I may have lost my job. I may have lost my limbs, but I'm going to keep going because that's not all there is in life. And, and I think we get confused with, you know, forgiveness and resilience. And, um, it's like, if like, it's, it's almost like if we don't, um, sit in our, in our stuff for a while and, and kind of say, you know, like poor me or, or get all kinds of sympathy. It's almost like we're not validating what's going on. You know, if we move too quickly past something and that's not, that's not what we're, we're talking about. I mean, this is a very stressful time. People are dying. People are experiencing a lot of hardship right now. You know, we can't ignore that. Um, there's a lot of economic stress and health stress and mental illness stress. And this is just causing so many other problems, you know, that we can't ignore. But the resilience part is saying, yeah, I'm going to honor that. I'm going to acknowledge that there's all this pain and there's a stress, but I'm, I'm also going to do something about it. I'm also going to use it to, to move forward and to use it as fuel to say, okay, I'm going to be better and stronger and come out, you know, better on the other side. Yeah. Like, like Bob, he became the human rugby missile. Right. Or whatever it was where, you know, he'd be, he'd, he'd be in his chair and then he would play so hard that he'd get knocked down, go flying out of his chair. He didn't let life, you know, the circumstances of life, you know, keep him from going out and experiencing fun and doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me of a story that's probably going to be completely irrelevant to everybody except maybe a few. A guy wrote a hymn back in the 1870s mm. and uh, I think his name was what Horatio Spatford. Yes. And he was a, a lawyer, successful lawyer, and I think businessman too, but a successful lawyer. And he was in Chicago and he had four daughters, one son and businesses. Mm-hmm. So successful. Well, the first tragedy that struck was his four-year-old son had passed away, I believe from an illness, but passed away. It was in the great Chicago fire. Oh, so the son died in the fire. So the okay. son died in the fire and he lost, and he lost his a business. lot of his businesses yeah. also burnt down in the fire. So the first tragedy sets is he loses his son and he loses his business. So basically he's going to go broke. Mm-hmm. 
Then he decides that he's going to take his family to a trip over to England. And something came up where he had to stay back and was delayed. But he decided to send his family, his wife and his four girls ahead. They get on the ship and they're going from America to New York to England. Well, at some point, I believe the boat starts to, it like collides with another boat and it begins to sink. And so the four daughters end up drowning in the ocean. The wife survived, made it to England, sends a telegram back to Horatio with two words, survived alone or saved alone. So he decides he's going to go over and meet his wife in England. So he's lost his son. He's lost his businesses. He's lost his four daughters. Mm -hmm. As he's crossing the Atlantic on the ship, the ship captain calls to him about the time that they are getting to the point in the Atlantic where his daughters had drowned in the, in the boat accident, the ship sinking. And so he tells the ship captain tells Horatio that this is kind of the area where we think that, you know, you, your daughter's drowned. And so as he's passing over, the area in the Atlantic where he lost his daughters, having lost his businesses and his son before, he starts to have the lyrics to this hymn come to him that says, it is well with my soul. Basically saying that all this stuff that he's gone through, even though it's tragic, even though it's a loss, even though he has the pain and everything negative that comes with it, it's still going to be okay. And it's okay because... Because he had um, a faith in God and he believed um, in Jesus, but but what comes with that is that ten thousand foot perspective that this is not all there is, that there was more um, to come. That um, the lyrics in the song, if you look it up, it is well with my soul. Um, he talks about the death of Christ that we are saved, you know, through his blood. So I know that's a kind of like a hard thing for people to hear. It's like, okay, well, what the heck does that have to do with, you know, he's losing his four daughters and his sons and his businesses. And now all of a sudden it's well with his soul. It's that hope and that resilience is what the lyrics in that song are talking about. It's the idea that we, um, he was grieving for his daughters and he was grieving for his son, but he wasn't completely lost he wasn't all it wasn't all for naught that he was going to see them again and that there was hope for a better day a better future and it was that resilient spirit that there was something bigger than him going on and he um, decided to fall into that bigger um, picture that bigger story you know we're never promised on earth that things are going to go well in fact, it's like the opposite, right? It, <laughs> the Bible says that things are going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And they are in a lot of ways. You know, we have this huge virus. We have, you know, the earthquakes and tornadoes. And it's just one thing after another, it seems, these days. So um, we can still be okay. It can still be well with our soul. Not that we are accepting what is going on. Not that what is happening isn't painful. But we can have a, a peaceful spirit about us in the midst of stress and tragedy. And that's the whole point of all of these character traits of peace and patience and kindness. It's that we can have these available to us in whatever is happening around us. We're not grateful for the situation, obviously. Um, he wasn't grateful that his daughters and his son died and he lost his businesses, but he was grateful for um, the fact that this wasn't all there there is and there was still something beyond the horizon that he could participate in and have something to look forward to. And so it's a hard, kind of like a, it's kind of a hard concept to understand, but 
that's basically, you know, what it is that, that we can still be, um, we're not crushed. We're not diminished. We're not taken down. We're not, um, life isn't over that we can have a joy and a peace about us, um, because there's something bigger than us and because there's a bigger story going on and because it's not just what we see right in front of us, there's a huge story when we pull up to the 10,000 foot level and you get in that airplane, it's like, whoa, where did all this come from? Like there's so much more going on besides just us. It's not about us. And so when we latch on to that, um, that's where the peace comes and that's where the, we can just kind of relax a little bit. And when tragedy strikes, we can still not be, we can cry, we can be in pain, but we're not going to be taken down and washed away. Yeah, I think the thing there is is hope too. You know, at the end of Pandora's box, all these bad things came out, but in the bottom of the box was hope, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that we have that we can still lean on is is the hope that in the future we can still make a difference. Mm-hmm. Things will be better. Mm-hmm. I can be proactively involved in making the mm-hmm. world a better place. Right. You know, these these all these people that are jumping in and helping out, whether it's making ventilators, whether it's helping their neighbor, whether it's, you know, uh, sacrificing being time with their family because they're on the front lines of battling the virus. So they have to be, you know, quarantined, Mm -hmm. Um, whatever it is, you know, if we do our part in the hopes of making the future better, Mm -hmm. I think then if we start focusing on that and taking the focus off of us too, because that's the other thing too. Once we start focusing on ourselves, the woe is me can kick in. Yeah. And cripple us. Mm-hmm. You know? And the hope too is that this is not all going to be in vain. Right. Because we could look at it and say, man, you know, we're born in this life and wow, what a crapper. Like, what the heck? You know, we could look at it that way or we could say, okay, this is, there's a reason for all of this. There's a purpose for all of this. I don't get it. And I'm not really sure what it is, but there is a purpose. And then someday we'll know and it's not going to be all in vain. So this is not all, we're not just going through this big exercise of, you know, tragedy and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> right. Because the, the biggest thing right now is, you know, okay. 2020 has sucked. Can we bring on 2021? And so I get the sediment. Or it's like we did one a couple, you know, weeks ago, reset 2020, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and, and we get that, but it's also like, what can we do in this time? Right. Right now. To, right now yeah. to make it better yeah. and to rise up. Right. And to be strong. Right. Because we can, we have it in us. We just have to bring it out. We just have to be motivated. Be motivated (laughs) to get out there and to help and to be a part of the solution, be a part of the change, be Mm -hmm. a part of making this place Mm -hmm. and bringing that hope and moving it forward so that whether it's in another month when we all get liberated or whether it's, you know, in another year when things tend to kind of rebalance itself out Mm -hmm. or whether it's five years from now, we just don't know, you know, or maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe today is the day because we never know when it's going to be our last day. So maybe instead of making ourselves great, maybe it's make ourselves great or let yourself be great today. Yes. Take your passion and make it happen today Today. because (laughs) we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, especially in this time. That's right. So do it today. Yes. We are Two Steps Ahead podcast. We highlight the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Uh, Instagram, at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You can find us there. You can also go to Two Steps Ahead Podcast on Instagram and watch shows and episodes on IGTV. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, there's a link in the bio to SoundCloud where you can listen to shows. Uh, my Instagram is at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. 
And I am at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And if you need uh, things to do while you're sequestered, you can go to YouTube and search Two Steps Ahead Podcast. <laughs> We're also on all the major platforms as far as audio goes, Spotify, Pandora, etc. But you've got your phone because you've been scrolling on Instagram and social media. If you have Apple, an iPhone, hey, Surrey play Two Steps Ahead podcast. <laughs> so excited. We pop up. If you are Android, hey, Google, play Two Steps Ahead podcast. We pop up. If you have Alexa, oh, yeah, she'll play it too. Two Steps Ahead podcast, and we pop up. So the easiest thing to do is just say, hey, whatever you have on your phone, <laughs> hey, Surrey, play Two Steps Ahead podcast, and we pop up. That's the greatest thing. So you will never be alone because we are right there. That's right. At the request of Surrey at Google, Alexa, <laughs> and we pop up. Uh, Two Steps Ahead podcast, highline the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Uh, let yourself be great today. today. <laughs> Take your passion, make it happen. Today. Don't shoot on yourself. Don't shoot on yourself today. Ever. Ever. Or ever, for that matter. <laughs> and uh, hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. One of the, the things that you can do for us is to tell people about us. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. And again, do what you can to better society. Because after all, we're human strong. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>